Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to another episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller, as you can probably figure out from the title. And it's Tuesday, which means it's the time where we run through everything that happened on Raw. But this episode is far more special than any episode I've done in a while, especially in 2018. Because, I mean, let's be fair, my man Tom Anson's on the other end of the line. And my man Tom Anson supports me pretty much more than anyone and kind of humbles me on a day-to-day basis with nice things he says on Twitter. Either way, Tom, how you doing, my friend? I asked, yeah, I, I'm good. Very good. Thank you. I, I, I said that the wrong time. You are going for a drink and I just threw in there anyway. And I, com- <laughs> I completely upended your intro. I, I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. good. Glad to be here. Go on. It's lovely to have you here as well, man. I just want to... Yeah, I do genuinely want to thank you for all your support because... Yeah, I mean, you've supported me for a while now, and that stuff always humbles me. So thank you very much. It is much appreciated. That's not a problem. Okay. So what we're basically going to do is what we do every week. We're going to run through Raw. We're going to say what we like, what we didn't like. But, you know, Tom, you're going well, to let me know. And this is what I'm excited about, right? Now, you're all up to date with Raw. You know what happened. Now, yeah. there was obviously a big angle that took over most of the show this week. And that big yeah. angle involved a big man known as Braun Strowman. <laughs> Now, I was surprised because what I do when I first wake up in the morning is obviously I go on Twitter. Uh, I'm not too sort of bothered about spoilers because I'm like, well, I'm about to go watch three hours of it anyway. What difference does it make? And I'm more about sort of yeah. judging opinion. And something that surprised me was I saw a few people saying, I don't know if they've kind of taken this Braun Strowman character thing too far. And I was like, oh, I wonder what he's done. And then I watched it and I was like, I think that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Now, I had one problem with it that we'll get to. We'll go through it segment by segment, or, or kind of anyway. Yeah. But straight off the bat, your opinions on everything with Braun Strowman. Actually, before that, if you don't know, basically Braun Strowman, he got fired by Kurt Angle for everything he did last week, and then he went on a show, way, a show tirade where he just beat everybody up. He destroyed Kurt Hawkins. He killed Michael Cole. He made a big fuss of himself, and then he got rehired. But let's start at the start. Your opinions. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I do think... It's a bit, bit, bit too much, maybe. <laughs> All the time, to be honest, it's just he doesn't really do it. He comes in, he destroys everything, and then doesn't really get anywhere. Is that That's not kind what of the problem? From, I think is that not what you want from Australia? I mean, technically, he got fired, and look, I don't want to offend anybody here, yeah. but technically, he was a terrorist in the sense that he went and caused a lot of terror, <laughs> and then we gave in to his demands. I mean, technically. That's what he is. That's, if that has offended anyone, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being facetious, obviously. So, I mean, what, how, I mean, what else do you think they could have done with, with, with Braun's episode of Raw? Or I, I do see what you're saying, but I like it because it's so cartoony and it's so over the top. I can't help but just sit there and chuckle because I'm like, this giant man just kind of he defies the laws of, of physics and just tips over trucks onto production trucks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, like I said, I think it's absolutely fantastic to watch. I think it's great. But what's the payoff? That's the problem. Well, I think that I think, you know, is, well, he, I think... is he going to win the title at the Royal Rumble? No. <laughs> Possibly not. So <laughs> what, what was the point in the long run? It's difficult to see where they're going, really, because, you know, how many times can he turn over a lorry? Well, that is true. I think the thing for me so, is, is I, I think it's quite clear that Lesnar will win. 
And I think it's quite clear that Kane will be the full guy. So I feel like yeah. all of, everything they're doing now is designed to keep Braun Strowman in this, you know, sort of mighty place. Keep him looking strong. Which he has done. I mean, you know, he did, he did cause an absolute fuss in this episode of Raw. And we did, I understand that it was rigged. And I understand that the camera changed yeah. angles about 7 million times. But, you know, within the context of the story, he did tip over a giant lorry onto a production truck. I mean, that is what we're meant to take away from that. Yeah. It did look amazing, I must admit. It looked better than when he turned over the ambulance. Yeah, they'd learned from it, it felt like. Yeah, they, they kind of got some, yeah, some energy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that... Michael Cole was as well. Well, yeah, because he literally, I mean, it was the fair play to those security guards. I mean, basically, Braun Strowman picked up Michael Cole and just hurled him. And he was caught perfectly by a bunch of security guards. I was actually quite impressed. <laughs> um, great, yeah. Again, in terms of what he had done, yeah, he'd basically taken out, you know, production. And he destroyed Kurt Angle's office. And now he'd taken out the lead commentator. So he really had. And it, what's kind of strange is that he's a heel, technically, but he's not a heel. He's clearly a super baby face. So he does, he is interesting. He's almost like Stone Cold Steve Austin in many ways. He kind of crosses that boundary yeah yeah i just hope that one day he will actually get a title run at some point does he need it though i made this point on a what culture video i don't know if it's gone up is he to me in many ways he's almost fitting into that undertaker vibe where whether he has a championship yeah. or not people still love him so i'm starting to think well does he what does it what does a what does a universal title actually given that he doesn't have already yeah i guess and i mean the universal title doesn't really mean a lot these days anyway so well, no, no titles mean anything these days <laughs> we're not in wwe <laughs> anyway they're just props it doesn't really matter <laughs> Yeah, no, they're absolutely exactly. just props. But um, I, 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 do no, I, mean, I do, I do, love, I do love Braun. He's a, he is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's best thing on Raw at the moment. Yeah, the only, by a long way. The only, <laughs> the only, the only thing I didn't like is that you know, so he's causing all this destruction, and Kurt Angle clearly realizes, oh man, we need to, you know, we got, we got, he's, he's too much. We need to appease the beast. So what do they do? He rings Stephanie McMahon. And Stephanie McMahon says, oh yeah, rehire him. That makes no sense to me because. If Kurt Angle has the power to fire, Kurt Angle has the power to hire. Why did he need to get Stephanie around on the phone? I just thought it was such a convoluted and I thought it just got in the way so much of what they were trying to achieve here that it upset me a little bit, to be honest. I was like, that was, that was so unnecessary. We did not need to do that. Yeah, it was a bit stupid. I mean, I think they could have maybe even kept it going like a week or so, keep him fired for a week maybe or I agree. rehire him. Next. You know, why do it in one night? I mean, it's just, what was the point of firing him in the first place? You know what? I, I didn't say that on my What Culture Ups and Downs that will be up later today, but I absolutely should have done because you're totally right. It almost felt it, it, it took away it took away something from the momentum of it and the fact that we had to get Stephanie McMahon. If I just was like, oh, this is, why? Why? I don't, I don't need it. But I mean, I agree. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It, it did. It did come across as uh, uh, yeah, just a bit rushed. In terms of, I guess it's the problem with having Raw at three hours. Yeah, right? it was. You've it was massively to... rushed. Maybe it's because they have something planned for next week with Kane, Braun, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, whichever oh. the yeah, whichever the third guy I didn't say he was. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that other guy who's yeah, got the belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other one. So maybe, maybe it's because of that. But uh, no, I, I did think it was a good angle, though. I did enjoy it. And while I do think there's things you could pick holes in it, I, I st- it still, I still did laugh a lot. Like I, st- it really did, it did crack me up. So. It's hard for me to, to, to be too down on it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean see, so go on, man. The obvious hole you can pick in. The obvious hole you can pick in it is that he can't really turn over a lorry. Well, but, um, he can, Tom, because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, yeah. It didn't take a lot of effort, I must admit. But oh, yeah, no, no, I mean, it looks amazing. But again, you know, that's the second time he's done it now. So 
Are we going to see that again? What's he going to turn over the building next time? Yeah, why not? Hell yeah, you could turn over Vince McMahon. I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do see. But I, 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 I thought it was a good way. I, I do think it makes Braun look like a big deal as well, which I always, you know, which I always get a kick out of. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what, did you, what did you think about the show overall after this? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you think uh, is there any sort of specific things you wanted to talk about? Uh, I mean, I have to admit, I don't. I don't really watch Raw, like the whole show. That's good. Let's talk about that. Now, that's interesting. Give it to me. Why not? Because, firstly, wow. firstly because it's three hours, and three I'm hours. at work usually, so I don't <laughs> usually have three hours to watch it. <laughs> so that's obvious. Um, and just because it, it's basically the same thing every week, it seems like. So I think I can, I can basically, um, I can just watch the highlights on YouTube. And I don't need to see the whole show. The whole thing's there in, you know, four minute videos anyway. So you don't really need to watch the whole thing. I don't think. No, I agree with you. Uh, that it might be a controversial view. I don't think I don't You think don't so. really need to watch it. I mean, is that what you do? Do you know? I think it's pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I look at the results when I get up uh, and then I'll watch uh, the highlights over my breakfast. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's how I keep up with it. Cause it's just, it's too much. Otherwise you've got three hours of raw, two hours of SmackDown. Um, it's just too much. And then obviously I listen to the podcast and stuff to keep up with it that way. So would you, it's just much easier. Yeah. And then I watch the pay-per-views. Would, oh, so you do watch the pay-per-views on the network. You actually you make sure you go out of your way to watch Yeah, yeah I watch the pay-per-views, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I always watch the pay-per-views. And like I said, I watch as much content as I can, um, but it tends to just be more the highlights on like YouTube and stuff because it's just so much easier. Than sitting and watching a three-hour show, yeah. which is not necessarily going to be that great. <laughs> do, do you think that if 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 the modern world hadn't gone the way the modern world has gone, and you couldn't, let's say that WWE yeah. decided they didn't want to put those clips up on YouTube, would you yeah. at this stage of your life with your job and your life, obviously, which is always going to be the problem? Do you yeah. think you would fast forward for the raw, or do you think you'd literally just read? results online or listen let's say the podcast exists let's just say that youtube doesn't exist my point is would you ever be tempted to go out of your way to watch it beforehand or would you always read or listen to something and then go and check out the good bits no i think i would if it was the only way you could watch it i would watch it probably but it would be very very difficult to fit it in to my like normal routine yeah because i mean i don't know what time is it on in the night it's on at like 12 at night is it one or two Twelve or one yeah so i mean that's damn near impossible for me to stay up and watch i I can't do that yeah i'll die i'm too old Um, now i'll cry yeah i'll I'll, I'll keel over and die if i try and do that yeah as soon as you hit your 30s that's it you're done (laughs) (laughs) um and even though i'm not i've got the morning i'm I'm off this morning um you know i've got to work till 10 o'clock tonight so i couldn't do that really um so yeah i mean i would try and watch it i mean i'd maybe watch someone at the gym or something something like that and just skip through it but you know it's tough to watch that much wrestling no i totally agree I as mean, much as you want to it's tough no no i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. and i think that um for me especially uh because i am very lucky that i get to you know do it for, for work you yeah know, that kind of justifies watching three hours of raw although i, yeah. I, I, fast, I fast forward bits but <laughs> you know that, that that does justify it because you think well this is i'm getting paid to do this so but I, I, I don't yeah. know I don't know where I would be if I, I wasn't doing that because some weeks it can be an absolute absolute grind. And I think maybe that is why I do enjoy it when they do crazy stuff like they did 
uh, last night with Braun because it's so silly and it's so over the top and it's so nonsense. I'm like, well, hey, at least I'm having a damn fun time watching yeah, a I giant think, man go around. I think compared to recent Raws, this has been one of the better ones, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, the other They've thing, been a bit slow. Well, I, I think they've been, they've been treading water until the, the, yeah. the, the, the Raw. I think they knew they're, they're too far away from the Raw Rumble right now to actually kind of uh, pull the trigger. So they've literally just been, well, how do we get through to, to next week and so on and so forth? Because the other yeah. stuff that I did, I mean, the, well, actually, no, let's talk about the stuff I didn't like. I still can't get over all this stuff with the Titus brand. I mean, it's, it's blowing my brain. I mean, tell me, am I wrong? I, do, I mean, I just don't get why WWE seem to have forgotten about long builds and now it's okay just to throw people in there. Oh, you're a big deal now. I mean, what, what's your opinion of it? I mean, well, they've got two wins in a row now, haven't they? Well, they've got to be in the title match. Surely. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, yeah, they desperately need tag teams on Raw. So well, why not? You know, why not? I mean, although they have got a couple coming back and they may have some new ones, I guess, coming in. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they've been doing nothing for months, the Titus brand. Ever. And now all of a sudden ever, they're... Tom. They've never done anything ever. Beating the... No, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're literally the most pointless stable on there, I think. <laughs> and like, they just... They never did anything. But then you could say that a bit about Gallows and Anderson were doing absolutely yeah. nothing until two weeks ago. And now all of a sudden they're in the main event. So it's madness. I mean, it, it genuinely does confuse me because I can't. I like I, I because I, I can see that that's what WWE is doing, right? Because you know, even with the main event with Finn Balor and Seth, and we'll get to that in a set. You know, you have all the tag teams interfering, and obviously they made sure the revival was on this show, and they, they beat a couple of jobbers, so we're yeah. building to that as well. So you can see it that they're putting things in place, hoping that you know the tag team division feels good, and that's important. However, yeah, you're you're 100 right. Like what they did with Gallows and Anderson was nuts. It's all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you're you're a big deal now, and you're in one of the biggest stables on uh, on the show. And you're like, wait, 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 what, what, what? <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. I, I don't get it. I think I don't like. I don't mind. Like I said, we talked about the Braun stuff and it feeling hot shotted and rushed. I don't mind that so much. I do. I don't like it when these teams that have been jobbed out for weeks all of a sudden get have. You have to have them have a small win first, surely, and then build them up to beat the former tag team champions. But they never do that. No, they don't. It's um, it's a big problem with WWE in the last couple of years. I mean, it's the same with Jinder Mahal. They just shoved him straight into the title. You know, they, they just do it just because they can, it seems like. And they're right, they can. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. They can do it. Like, because, I mean, much like we mentioned the titles, I don't think that... I can't think of the right word. But I don't think anything really matters on Raw anymore because they can just... Yeah, they can just be like, yeah, fine, let's just let's just do this. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Okay, I guess I'm just going to go with it. And we do all tune in each and every week anyway, which kind of justifies them for, for doing it because you're like, well, you, you've just... You know, you're still tuning in. I know that the whole thing about the ratings, we won't get into that. But ultimately, they do do these things. It doesn't turn me off maybe as much as it once would. And that's where I get to with it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably another reason why I don't watch Raw so much because nothing that happens on there really means a lot when it comes down to it. Um, you know, by the time you get to the pay-per-view, it just kind of goes out the window anyway. So, you know, it just seems you can kind of just get away with watching pay-per-views these days because it's, it's just kind of pointless. It's true. I, I think I think you're 100 right because in many ways now the pay per views don't even act like pay per views used to. In the sense no. that that's when you kind of get your payoff. Now you can kind of not watch the TV and just watch the pay per view. And while they kind of push you to watch the TV, 
it doesn't really work that way. It's very strange. The word of WWE is very strange. Well, I mean, so I mean, we so we talked about the tag team stuff. It's mad, and then obviously we go, we go back to the Braun stuff again and again. He threw he threw quite Hawkins through a table. What yeah. did, you, did you did you have you watched the clips of the Braun stuff? Have you seen the bit where he goes and eats some cake? No, I haven't seen that actually. Yeah, I've seen, I saw um, I saw him chucking around Michael Cole. Yeah, I saw yeah. him turning over the lorry. I saw him getting fired. Um, I saw there were other bits. Um, but yeah. again, I mean, basically, it was just all, all the show was him doing stuff, wasn't it? Really, it, it was, was just Braun Strowman's show, really, wasn't it? It was, but he literally just went out to sell, after he uh, choke slammed Kurt Hawkins through a table in Katie. He just he went and ate some cake, and it was like. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. Why not? <laughs> good, good. He's actually you. quite funny, actually, Braun Strowman. I think I like him. What I wasn't a massive fan of uh, that elf thing they did. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm all for having fun, and I, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Like yeah. we're all aware of that. But even that to me was a bit like, really? What? 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 What, yes. <laughs> what are we doing? I know. Spoiled his character a little bit. That's the thing, and I, 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 I'm not too worried about that, really. But in that instance, I was like, I think maybe this is not what we should be doing. <laughs> it's like, maybe not with Braun, no. <laughs> no, I, I was kind of yeah, just a bit like, I don't, I don't know about this. But other than that, yeah, he is quite funny, so I am glad that they, uh, that they, they treat him that way. He's, he's, um, he's doing sort of a similar thing with Alexa Bliss as well on the Mixed Match, mixed match Challenge. He's kind of being funny on that as well. Yeah, which I found a bit strange because surely if you're trying to introduce him to a new... I think the brawn that we get on Raw would be a great way to get new people in. You know, if you, were, if you, if you find it through Facebook. However, they're going the other way and they're kind of thinking, well, no, let's try and be funny and silly and that's how they'll get people in. So I thought that was a bit of a weird way to go about it. But, you know, what, what well, do I know? That's how WWE like to do things, isn't it? Well, you're right, apparently. Weird and silly. Well, you're right, yeah. Apparently the way they yeah. do things isn't good enough, so instead we'll go the other way entirely, which never makes any sense. What? Where are you at the cruiserweight stuff at the moment? I hated everything they did with the cruiserweight stuff on on Raw. I oh, I couldn't believe what I could not believe is that they had Goldust, who is now Cedric Alexander's best friend, and basically all we had here was just building up to their Rumble match. Uh, they had a big you know a big promo off, whatever you want to call it. I could not believe that Goldust said, "Enzo, if you were a movie, you'd be straight to DVD," implying that that's a bad thing, all WWE's movies go straight to DVD. <laughs> that's what they do. It's like, you're insulting your own stuff. I couldn't believe that line. I, I exploded out of my chair. I, was, I cannot believe you have just said that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the cruiserweight division is just, it's just dead and buried, really, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, look, like they can't even get you to watch Raw, right? They cannot get you to do it. So what on earth... Do you think about the cruiserweight division, which they don't, which they don't even seem to care about? I don't understand why they have their own show and then they put it on Raw as well. Weird, I don't because why watch because all the important stuff happens on Raw. So why watch Two Hundred Five Live? I don't what's, know. What's the I've, point I've, of that? I've, I've, have you ever watched it? No, because <laughs> I just don't care. Because <laughs> I, no, I, they I, had, I, they've got no. I mean, Enzo's fine, but he's not. He's not brilliant in the ring, is he? But um, and Neville was great, but. You know, there's so many people they could put in there, I guess, that obviously they're not going to. Yeah. So it's just kind of just pointless. It is. it's, an, it gets another, what is it, two hours or an hour, that show? Do you know what? I think it's an hour, but I gave up watching it a long time ago just because it wore me out. It wore me yeah. out. Like, it was just, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot watch this anymore because huh. it was just, yeah, it's, it's just exhausting because it, it, it degraded into just meaningless matches that, 
didn't really have any context and they weren't allowed to be cruiserweights. So eventually I was like, I don't have to, I don't have to watch this. Like I don't have to, it makes no difference to my life. Yeah. I watch it's not, so I'm just not going to watch it. Yeah. If I could, watch, if I wanted to watch cruiserweights, I could just watch old Monday Nitro or, uh, oh, but the way, yeah, the way I see it is though, I thought the cruiserweight was meant to be, I hate this term, but everyone knows what I mean. I thought it was meant to be, Oh, this is our indie division. Do you know what I mean? Let's take yeah. advantage of this style that everybody loves on the indies and we'll call it the cruiserweight. We'll call it two or five low. Cause that's basically what the cruiserweight uh, classic was. But instead, yeah. that fell by the wayside instantly, and I really don't understand why. It's just kind of a place to put all the small guys that don't get on the main shows. Yeah, and I, and I, especially because they, they tried to do that tour, and nobody bought any tickets for it. So now it's even more like, well, you know, what, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, it's annoying because it presumably is supposed to be more important than NXT because it's technically the main roster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But... NXT obviously is way more popular and way better. So, do you watch NXT? It's surely just going to be not really. I mean, I, I keep up with what's going on, but again, yeah. it's it's a time issue. But um, but that, I think that's I think that's important though because you you make sure you 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 use, you use what time you have to figure out what's going on in NXT. Yeah, yeah, I'm always up to date. Yeah, but but two hundred five live, you don't do that, right? Don't even read the results. No, no, I don't care about that. That's exactly, the point. and I, I think I, that is uh, indicative of of the sort of grander problem with two hundred five live is that there's just no reason to care. There is no reason to care. No. Anyway, Cedric Alexander. No, it, and there's only obviously the one title. Yeah, exactly. So it's and that no one cares about a title to begin with. That's why exactly. no one... the rest are just pointless matches. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, people, <laughs> with some people, you're like, who the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Where has he been? Um, anyway, yeah, Cedric Alexander then beat Tony Nice in a match. By that point, I was way checked out. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this anymore. Then we had more stuff with Braun. Hilariously, Kurt Angle thought he was going to get swatting. I don't know whether you saw that SWAT. That's what SWAT's there for. Get SWATing to stop a big man beat. I mean, that's not what SWAT's for, Kurt Angle. Anyway, yeah, then, then we got all of that. And, and during this part is when Stephanie McMahon had to, had to call it down because, of course, Kurt Angle can't do that. What was interesting after that, I thought, is we got a big list of names that we're going to get for the 25th anniversary of Raw, one of which is Chris Jericho. Now, I mean, that, I saw that, yeah. now that just blows apart all these. I know it haven't been that many recently, but there were so many stupid online rumors like, oh, Vince McMahon hates him. Clearly, whatever relationship is uh, with between Y2J and New Japan has not affect anything when it comes to Vince McMahon and Chris Jericho at all. No, I um, I listened to Chris Jericho's podcast, um, the last few of them, and he's been talking about New Japan. And he, uh, he interviewed Kenny Omega as well after their match. And he also went through all of the how did they sort it out and how did the you yeah. know how the whole thing came about and he seemed to say there that Vince McMahon was absolutely fine with him going to New Japan. I mean, I think you have to come up with that conclusion now, surely, because you know you're not yeah. going to invite him back onto your 25th anniversary show unless all is good. That's not Vince McMahon's way at all. Yeah, and he's and Jericho made it very clear he's not under contract with WWE at yeah. all. Um, and yeah, he. He said he wouldn't do it unless Vince McMahon was happy with it. And apparently he was. Apparently the only thing Vince McMahon said to him that he wanted from him was just to let him know when the match was on. Yeah, which I think is fair. And I genuinely think that Jericho's New Japan run has made him feel like a bigger star. Chris Jericho, after all of that now, kind of feels oh, like... Yeah. He's he's in that upper echelon now with like the Rock, Steve Austin, the Undertaker. He feels like one of those guys to Shawn Michaels. That's mm. who he feels like. I feel like oh, Chris Jericho's coming in. I don't think I would have done that before this New Japan stuff. I'm like oh, that's cool. But now I'm like oh, it's Jericho. It's amazing. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He didn't feel like a top top star, 
even though he's, you know, the, the first undisputed champion and stuff, that never really felt like he was up there with the best. Totally agree. I totally but, agree. Uh, but I, I've always liked Jericho. I always thought he was absolutely fantastic. But um, I was never that fussed about seeing him. No, no, I, I do. I genuinely, what did you think about the New Japan stuff? Did you go out of your way to watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 12. Uh, I signed up for New Japan World just before because I really wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, have, you, have you kept your subscription as well? Yeah, yeah, I've kept it at the moment. I watched uh, the New Year Rush or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Which is funny because um, Wrestle Kingdom 12 was obviously very serious and uh, the matches were all fantastic, I thought. And then the New Year Rush thing was all quite silly. By comparison i think that's why i love new japan you know because they they they, they don't they don't stand on ceremony they kind of they just do what feels right at the time and it's almost like because they know all their guys have killed themselves during wrestle kingdom this will be the yeah the sort of we'll do a show but it'll be the fun show yeah what i thought was uh good about it actually because obviously the the match with the young bucks versus the two other guys i can't pronounce their name um that was a really good uh, tag team match, I thought, on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And then they had a rematch on the New Year uh, Rush thing. Uh, but they had Kenny Omega and an ex- I think, well, who was it? Rocky Romero, I think, in it. No, what's that guy? Cheeseburger or something? Yeah, was, but yeah he was in it. Cheeseburger, yeah. And, like, <laughs> they really played up the injuries that they got the night before so that one of the guys from Young I can't remember which one and one of the other guys both got back injuries in that Wrestle Kingdom match. Yeah. And they basically just wouldn't do anything. Every time they went to do a... That's right, yeah, they tied it in, yeah. They, like, really sold it, like, massively, to the point it was almost a bit silly. Yeah. But it was was entertaining. But, um, yeah, no, I thought the New Japan stuff was absolutely great. It's it's really converted me. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. If New Japan... This is such a convoluted question. If New Japan started doing a weekly three-hour show... From what you know now, would you go out of your way to make sure you watched it? <laughs> I'd try and keep up with it, but I don't think I'd be able to watch that, it all uh, the time. Uh, uh, it's all about intent, though. It's all about intent. I saw it in your face, Tom. You were like, yes, I would do my best, whereas WWE, you already checked out. I think that's massive yeah, right now. a little right bit. Now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I do think... I, I, I watched that Wrestle Kingdom. I thought, this is absolutely fantastic. Like, all the matches were quality. There wasn't any real filler on there, I didn't think. Mm. Um, no, I agree. And I, it, did, it did make me think about the guys who've come over from new japan i can kind of see why people are a bit pissed off about how they are in wwe now because in new japan they'd be awesome and they've just kind of watered down in wwe uh i agree yes Uh, i mean nakamura i don't i've not really gotten into him yet i think he's really talented but having seen new japan i just think wow he'd be really good here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> so you know, and, and obviously Kenny Omega has just won me over massively. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I tell you, man, it's the it's all about the way he holds himself. I keep saying he's this. Just, as, soon, just as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, who's this guy? He gets it. He gets it. That Kenny Omega. <laughs> it, it helps that he's also amazing in the ring, but it's before all of that. It's the way he walks to the ring. He gets it. He yeah. gets it. Kenny Omega <laughs> is a is a superstar. He's he's my favourite thing in wrestling at the moment, definitely. Yeah, and I honestly believe, like, I think a lot of people, like your good self, have uh, a similar opinion when it comes to uh, th- this sort of New Japan revolution, we'll call it for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. where it has sunk its claws in and it's hard for it to let go. And I think that's brilliant because then I think we do have two very different wrestling companies offering something very different and I think that is super important. 
Yeah, no, I think it's great because obviously, um, you know, we grew up in, you know, with through the Monday Night Wars and stuff. And, you know, I was a big WCW fan uh, in the 90s. And uh, were you more WCW just, than WWE? Was I more WCW? WCW? Um, I think at the time when because I, I started watching wrestling when I was really small, like when Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior were around. And then by I'd, I knew of WCW because I'm sure they used to show it like late night on like ITV or something. I think it was on Channel 5 or something. Yeah, something weird. Um, but this is like, I mean, even before that, like, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like way before that, I saw it on like late night TV. I remember seeing the Steiner brothers and I remember Sting as well. And it was really, really old it, um, around the same time as Hulk Hogan and all that. And um, then I kind of stopped watching until sort of the Attitude Era. And because I didn't have Sky at the time, but I had cable. So I got TNT. So that meant I could watch Nitro. Yeah. So we used to watch Nitro and Thunder like back to back on a Saturday morning. Um, used to record it on, you know, on VHS. And um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, long play, long play, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah long play, six hours. Um, and yeah, I was really into Nitro. Yeah. Nitro was brilliant, I thought. I mean, I. And so I was, I was sort of keeping up with both eventually. And then WWE kind of won me over once WCW started going downhill a bit. But I mean, some of the. One of my favourite matches ever was on an ep- just on an episode of Nitro. Which was? It was, um, it's, a, it's a really weird one. It was um, Sting versus DDP for the World Heavyweight title. And it was just in the middle of an episode of Nitro, a really crazy episode of Nitro where like Ric Flair had been sent to like a mental home. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And he'd lost the presidency of WCW for the night and yep. Roddy Piper was in charge. Yeah. So he yep, yep. a title match. And Sting beat DDP, and it was absolutely amazing because I love Sting. Sting's probably my favourite wrestler. Oh, really? And, That's interesting. Yeah, I know. It's again, it goes back to that seeing him on TV when I was a small kid. I just thought Sting was really great. Yeah. Um, and I still think he's fantastic. But um, so that episode was amazing. That match was really good. And the crowd on that. I watched it on YouTube the other day, and the crowd is awesome I on that. The crowds are just a different beast back then, yeah. aren't they? It's crazy. And then he lost the title the same night as well. WCW, man. <laughs> <laughs> DDP won it back in a, four, uh, a four-way match with Goldberg and Kevin Nash put in it as well, I think. Did. Of course did he Goldberg did. Probably. Yeah, DDP. So, yeah, I think Macho Man got involved in it as well. This sounds like WCW to me. Did you have a yeah. – because I used to watch both. But when I, yeah. I used to record WCW and I used to watch Raw because I was a WWE guy. But sometimes yeah. when I knew something big was happening on WCW, I would flick over and I'd mm. always feel guilty because I was a WWE guy. Were you like that but the other way around? So were you a WCW guy at one point and then you would kind of shun WWE or was it vice versa? No, I think to be honest, I was I was just into both. I didn't okay. really feel guilty about watching either. I mean, I used to be, I was sort of the one guy in in my sort of circle of friends that actually really knew what was going on in WCW. So it was more kind of my own thing. Um and like when obviously WCW got bought out and all the invasion things started kicking off, nobody knew who they were from the people I knew. Yeah. So I used to be able to tell them who they were. But yeah, I mean I think because I didn't have because I didn't have Sky, I used to have to or I had like Sky One. They used to show like SmackDown on Sky One, didn't they? Oh my god, um, they did, yeah. Yeah. I know you're the same yeah. age as me. So Tom. I used to watch that. <laughs> yeah. So um and 
Yeah, we were, I think we were about similar age, yeah. Oh, I so, can yeah. tell. You've got all the same references as me. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, I used to watch that on a Saturday morning. Um, and then, yeah, I used to, and they did those, what were those shows called? They, they did those ones, the, like, update shows. I like, don't know what they're called, like uh, Live Wire or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah, Live Wire and Jack. Yeah, so I used to watch, you get, like, the raw highlights on that. So you see that as well. But, um, yeah, I, mean, I just enjoyed watching both of them because they offered something different. You know, the yeah. Attitude Era was doing its own thing and um, WCW was all the names you grew up with still. Yeah, it's true. So you kind of uh, got your nostalgia from it. Yeah, and plus I got to see Sting. But yeah, <laughs> you absolutely love Sting. So, and that was always the worst thing that Sting never came over to WWE. What did you in- think when he came over? I mean, it was a both a I would say a good and a questionable run would be my. Yeah, I thought it was a. a I thought it started well. Yeah. And um, with the whole Survivor Series thing. Great. Um, and yeah, I was really into it. Um, obviously, I knew he couldn't go in the ring like he used to be able to. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe he lost. With Triple H. At- Mania that just made no sense and the match made no sense I mean because Sting still looked good in the ring then I thought I thought he was doing okay um but the whole NWO DX thing didn't make any sense no, well I mean the 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 WWE's so, history when it comes to the uh, DX especially is mental it's yeah I mean I know they probably wanted to do the whole Monday Night War thing but it didn't make any sense because that's not what Sting came over for no, he came I... over to get rid of the authority <laughs> so and that didn't work. <laughs> so, because obviously he got rid of them to start with, and then they just came back anyway. Um, and uh, and then why have the NWO defend Sting? Because he was all have, about I getting have, rid of them. I don't have the answers. That was the whole point. That's the thing I didn't get was that the whole point with Sting was he was so anti-NWO. That was the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I know he was in the NWO wolf pack for a bit, but... Everything was done by then. By the, I always say, as soon as the Wolfpack became a thing, that was when I thought WCW was done. It was too complicated. It was too weird. Yeah, well, everybody was in the NWO, weren't well, they? Is that, oh, it's just... Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, I like that. It was good. What did you think about... I mean, I, I, what do you, what, just in general, what's your opinion on the Oscar... Or Asuka? How do you pronounce that stupid woman's name? Nia Jax stuff. Asuka, that'll do. I call her anything now. What is your opinion? Like I, I really enjoyed what they did on Raw with Asuka. We'll call her Asuka, that's fine. And Nia Jax, because I... I didn't think it was a great match, but I liked the story. Like here, Asuka had to fight this huge woman, and she just chopped her down to the point the referee had to stop it. I thought that was quite good. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think um, if anybody can be a threat to Asuka, it'd be near near Nia Jax, um, purely because she's much bigger than anybody else. But they can't have Asuka lose, so it makes sense what they did. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was actually really, really good booking. I thought it was smart. It made yeah. sense. It tied into both their characters. You know, Asuka's still unbeaten. Nia Jax is still a monster. But even though she is a monster, Asuka well, is more um, of a monster. Like, I liked it. Uh, Nia Jax is a monster, but also involved with Enzo Amore. I mean, well, I mean, I, this is my problem with Nia Jax altogether. And it's actually something that I steal from Dave Meltzer. But I do really agree with his opinion. They can't make up her mind whether she's another one of their pretty girls or whether she's a monster. And I do actually think you have to be specific with things like that because I, don't th- I, I do think they're mutually exclusive. I think it's really hard to say, oh, she's so tough and she's going to whip your ass, but look how pretty she is. You don't need to tell me that. Like, I, I can tell if a woman's pretty or not. I don't, that, that, to me, is strange. That's always lost on me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really fit, does it? Because she's supposed to be a monster, but then 
so when she's in the ring, she's a monster, but then she's off, you know, giving soup to Enzo. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't like Braun. I mean, I know we said Braun, but outside of the world of Raw, Braun Strowman wouldn't do that. But if Braun Strowman started sort of like flirting with Alexa Bliss, I'd be like, what? <laughs> What's this? Yeah, it's it stupid. Yeah, it happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin was pitched. Uh, I remember, like I was there. I remember <laughs> reading that Stone Cold Steve Austin was pitched something with Sable. He was like, no, I don't think that he should have that kind of romantic thing because that's not what Stone Cold Steve Austin would do. And I was like, man, you're the best, Steve Austin. I mean, within, within the world. They did bring his uh, his wife into it at one point. They didn't. They? they did have Deborah coming out with him for a bit. Indeed, but that was that weird version of Stone Cold, which I'll be honest, I absolutely yeah. loved because it was so Heel mental. Version. Like I couldn't help, but it was so mental. I was like, this is brilliant. But yeah, I think by then he just evolved into whatever that was meant to be. I, yeah, I liked that version of him, but the one the biggest thing I hated about it was they changed his entrance music. I know. I always thought that to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was rubbish. Yeah. I always thought that. I was like, why did you do that for? Because he had that really good version of his entrance music with Disturbed. Yeah, yeah that was good. It was fantastic, I thought. And yeah. then they changed it in the invasion. They changed it to that crappy one. Yeah. It's terrible. What what's your opinion? I really I think I'm alone in this, or certainly that's what I the uh, the feedback I get on social media. All this stuff with Elias coming out, singing a song, inviting the Miseraj to the ring. They do a thing, and then we get a match between the Miseraj and Roman Reigns. I don't like it. It feels very very straight. It feels like why I get mad at the women's stuff on SmackDown because it feels like we're just taking a bunch of people and throwing them into a big thing just because we can. It feels re- it, it does nothing for the Intercontinental Championship either. I, I'm not. I don't like it. Oh well, I mean. <laughs> I think Elias is fine, but I don't see... He's got no connection to The Miz. That's really. why I don't get... No, I, I know that it made, he was in it for a while, but, or whatever, yeah. but still, that's not really been explained, has it? No, and uh, The Miz to Raj are just absolutely pointless. Um, so, and, you know, I think the sooner they get um, the title off of Reigns and back onto The Miz, that will probably be the best thing for it, I no, think. I, I agree. I, 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 just, I just hope they start putting it in, you know proper feuds and stuff because again it does feel like Reigns is just holding it for now because he can yeah. as opposed to actually yeah. doing anything good with it yeah and all he's doing is feuding with the Miz pretty much exclusively uh, what do you think what not, hap- really, not really defending it is he so no what do you think happens next week Reigns Miz IC Championship I hope Miz wins yeah but and I can't but then what does Reigns do at the Rumble loses That's- <laughs> I hope anyway. I don't want to see that again. Comes in at number thirty and wins it. Oh, can you imagine? In a way, I'd love it. What a troll! Uh, I don't. I, I, I guess he's got to lose it. He's got to lose it. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm convinced that Nakamura is going to win the rumble. Convinced that Nakamura is going to win the rumble. Yeah, I th- uh, well, yeah, possibly. Who else? It's got to be a smack. Yeah, who else would you give it to? Uh, I probably would have said Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- I mean, there's so many people you could give it to. I mean, they, they've got so much talent in there. But, I mean, they're not going to give it to Kevin Owens, don't think. As much as I quite like that. Um, I hope Randy Orton doesn't win it. Um, no, I don't think he will, because he won it last yeah, year. I guess I, I come think, yeah, I think it has to be. I think it really, really has to be. Yeah, because I guess they've kind of got to do Nakamura versus Styles at Mania, which will be the best thing, probably. Yeah, I think they're going to throw Orton in there as well because I think some people backstage won't understand 
why Nakamura versus Styles is a big deal. But I'm all right with that because I understand that compromise is always going to be a thing in WWE. I get that. I'm yeah, I happy. guess. I just I find Orton very, very boring. Well, I, I, I agree with you, but I think within that environment, the other two would make him shine more. So I'm, that's why I'm okay with it because I just think he actually fits into yeah, that he's, quite he's nicely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he'll yeah. think, think take away from it. I think that's the key. He won't take away from oh. it, and I'm, and I'm all right with oh. that. Um, then we had all the stuff with Paige. WWE are not going out on a limb to say she's retired. They're just saying she's at the Rumble. I mean, it's uh, it sucks to be honest. I mean, I don't know what's going on with it, but I don't I don't like to cast any kind of aspersions. I mean, wh- where are you on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I did notice they went out of their way to say she isn't done. Yeah, but. It certainly sounds like it from what I've been hearing, but um, I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, it is unfortunate, but I mean, I I'm not going to miss her a great deal. I must admit, Tom I'm not the biggest Tom. Paige fan. <laughs> Getting right in there. Yeah, I don't, I just I don't really think she's that fantastic. That's to be honest, I mean, enough. I think there are better women than Paige, and I do find her accent very irritating. I'm actually with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, that seems a bit. <laughs> As an English person, yeah, person, I, I, I find her English accent very irritating. Uh, it's weird, and I know I know a lot of people find my accent irritating too. They, people tell me every day, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I understand, but yes, I am with you on that. Sometimes it's, yeah. a, little, it's a little bit grating. I think is a is, yeah. is a so, fair point. And the whole absolution thing has kind of died a death as well. So wow. I don't know whether it was because of this, but they screwed up the flipping riot, whatever they're called on SmackDown. Oh, too. all of that was just. All of it's been bad. All of it's been bad. Utter rubbish. Uh, and main event time. Obviously, main event was actually... I don't know whether they pushed this on WWE commentary or not. Sometimes I miss things. But it was the long-awaited rematch between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor from SummerSlam in 2016, wherever it was. I thought it was an awesome match. I genuinely really enjoyed it. There was that weird fumble in the middle of the referee, but whatever, it happens. Um, Seth Rollins won, but I think there's plenty of interference and all that nonsense. To, it didn't really matter. And of course, Seth Rollins then brought back the curb stump, which was... I don't know whether it was a one-night-only thing. I mean, I couldn't believe it. it. It genuinely took me by surprise. Yeah, yeah, I know. It looked like, um, from what I saw of it, it was a fantastic match. Yeah, it was great. Um, really good. And yeah, the curb stomp, he he really put a lot into it as well. Balor's yeah, head really yeah, hit yeah, the mat as well. It wasn't a... Yeah, I mean, they didn't hold back with that one. So, yeah, no, it was good to see because his new finisher, the knee thing, is rubbish. just rubbish. Yeah, it is it's rubbish. It's awful, rubbish. isn't it? It's got no name, unless they've named it now, but it's just terrible finisher. And I I never really got what was so bad with the curb stomp. Well, the rumour was, and I'd just like to point out that you'll be able to see a video later on what culture WWE is about this. <laughs> the the, the rumour was that... Um, Vince McMahon was worried the kids would see it and try to perform it on other kids, which I actually think I, I get the point. However, shut WWE down. There's loads of moves that people do that kids shouldn't be exactly. doing on other kids. It's, it's, you know, how many times have you seen someone try and do a tombstone exactly. on someone? Exactly. But I mean, I mean, surely that's more dangerous. I agree. Dude, you're right. You're, but this is what my, this is my worry is that I hope it wasn't a one off because Again, this is what my video is going to go into. I genuinely believe from the reaction to the reaction on the internet, all of a sudden Seth Rollins was like, oh, Seth Rollins great, Seth Rollins great. And I don't think he's had that for ages. I really don't. I think that one move really sparked people off. And I actually thought Seth re- Seth's reaction afterwards was good too. I just checked the YouTube channel as well. And WWE have uploaded just that thing saying Seth Rollins resurrects a familiar fishing move, finishing mm. move. So maybe it's something yeah. I'm worried we're never going to see it again. That's my worry. 
Well, I hope not. I mean, it might just be maybe they just worked out a safer way to do it. I don't know. But I mean, it does. T- I mean, it tends to happen. They get rid of a finisher and then they bring it back a couple of years later. I mean, it happened with the tombstone, didn't it? Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. You know, and Al Taker does it all the time. I mean, there's one, there's that one on uh, Shawn Michaels in the one where he retires him, where he actually jumps into it. Oh, and it's just, like, fucking the best shit ever, that man. I yeah, love that, love that shit. Yeah. So you know, as I guess. If they trust someone to do a move, then they'll um, let them do it. It's like when we saw um, Kenny Omega against Jericho when he did the um, one-winged angel onto the chair. Yeah, it's just Jericho's head absolutely <laughs> smashed into the chair. <laughs> that was brutal. No, really, anything Kenny Omega does, man. They would never let him do that in WWE. Oh no way! I don't think a finishing move would be allowed to be honest. No. I think so I mean, but like all of those knees he was doing, you. Could, oh. The V triggers. Here, his knee hit Jericho's face. I mean, I just think they would never let. No, actually, maybe in that sense, sometimes I think that would be for the best. Some of those, no. some of those knees, I'm like, that's too much, man. That is way yeah. too much. Brutal. Oh, you can see Daniel Bryan's got so many concussions. Yeah, getting flipping knee in the head. Flipping so, crazy. Uh, yes. Yeah, but that was raw, pretty much. I mean, that's everything that happened. Uh, like I said, a lot of it took up the brawn stuff. I agree with what you said earlier. I think it was a decent episode. I actually really enjoyed it, and it certainly made me excited for the 25th anniversary next week and the Raw mm. Rumble itself. I so think next it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. We literally go 25th anniversary just... Monday, and then right into the Raw Rumble. So, yeah, I think that would be good. Right. So, Tom, before we do wrap this up, though, I, I, obviously there's one general question that I do have to ask you because I always like to know this question. And given that you have given us some background into it, it's even more interesting. But favourite wrestler of all time? How, what, when, where, why, who, whatever else would be in there? Like, I'm probably going to say Sting. I was going to say, I just thought that would be the case. Just because, I was thinking about it the other day, and even though I love I loved The Undertaker, um, especially, obviously not Biker Taker. But, um, no, not Biker no, not Taker. Not Biker. And I thought it was cool when he came no. back. When he came back originally at Judgment Day, on the bike. I thought that was absolutely amazing. But um yeah, that was a bit rubbish. And I liked <laughs> I loved Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, I loved The Rock. I loved all the big names I love, but for some reason I always come back to Sting. Just something about Sting I just thought was absolutely amazing. I you know Was it was and he it, may not he wasn't necessarily he wasn't necessarily treated the best throughout his career. No, that is true. But uh, and he could have been so much better. But I do think there was just something about him. I just loved him. Are we talking pre-Crow Sting or when he went Crow? Well, I mean, uh, the original introduction I had to him was like the Surface Sting. Okay, so from there. So, because I've, I've even got like, I must have known him early because I've got action figures, WCW action figures of him uh, um, from God knows when. Must have been like early 90s and they're the Surface Sting. So it, um, I must have known him before that. So I definitely saw that first. But obviously the Crow Sting is the best one. Yes, I tell you. I think I think that all the stuff they did with Crow Sting and the NWO is one of the best angles ever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so the, the payoff, apart from apart from the Starcade bit. Well, yeah, the payoff was terrible. Yeah, but you know what? The, the, the journey was still fun, so I'm not going to worry yeah. too much about the destination. I like that though. Not a lot of people say Sting, so it's nice to get. Uh, a, a, no, a, I know. It's, always, it's always me saying to my friends like Sting's just amazing. Yeah, no one ever really. No, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone that picks Sting. I like him. I like him a lot, and I like the man. Every time I see the man yeah. interviewed, I'm like, what a good human being. Um, yeah. But no, no one ever says Sting. So I'm glad you have, Tom. It makes it interesting. Is there, other, is there any other sort of random wrestling factoids you want to throw out there? 
or things you're desperate to get off your chest that maybe you've been hidden for years? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. That's right. I just, just want to give you the opportunity. I don't think there's anything like that. We've got a platform here. No. So I always want to give people the opportunity to get stuff off their uh, chest. I would, well, I would encourage everybody to watch New Japan. Nice. Because that is fantastic. Um, and definitely check out Kenny Omega because that's just awesome. Everything he does is awesome. Um, and yeah, just really that, really. I just think if if you're bored with WWE, which probably a few people are, then yeah. definitely check out New Japan. It's nice to have. It's, I was genuinely excited to watch Wrestle Kingdom, and I'm not that excited to watch any of the WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. So it was nice to be excited about. So I think I even said to you at the time, it's nice to be excited about something else other than WWE. There you go. Boom. Right there. Well, dude, firstly, or well, secondly, or thirdly, whenever many times I've said it, I want to thank you again for being such a supporter on the Patreon. Uh, I mean, genuinely. And, and everything that you do on social media and all that. Every time I'm like, man, that is one hell of a good dude. So thank you very much, man. It's much appreciated on my end. No problem. No problem. And uh, yeah, you know, let's do this again. Let's absolutely do this again. Let's let the yeah, dust settle to. a bit, come back on, and we can talk about whatever is going on in the pro wrestling world. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do genuinely think that uh, yeah, sort of a lot of your opinions will be echoed by a lot of people that listen to Pro Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast because I do not think you're alone by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so that's it. That's another episode. Like I say, we'll be back tomorrow when we do SmackDown. There's also another special episode this week towards the end of the week, but I'll tell you more about that in due course. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. Uh, do that stuff. You know, uh, YouTube.com for the Middle Report Rules. I'm on Twitter at Simon316. Join the Facebook group. Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. Someone joined this week because they said they only joined because I shouted at them. So I'm shouting at you again now to go and join the Facebook group. And of course, if you can donate any money to the Patreon, patreon.com for the Simon 316, it all keeps this stuff ticking over so I can take the time to do this stuff. And that is awesome. But Tom, thank you very much for joining me, my friend. That's okay. It's been a, been a pleasure. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. And again, I will be back with you all to talk about SmackDown in about 24 hours' time. <laughs>